saw me on stage, texted my mom. So my mom is at home freaking out. She's freaking, my mom's friend is watching on Periscope and freaking out. And then all of these people that were at the concert that I didn't know were at the concert, like family, friends, Facebook friends, my mom's friends, my dad's friends were texting my parents going, oh my God, your son is on stage. So all of these people knew this was going on without anyone else being there. And I had no ride home before the show. After the show, I had plenty of rides home. everyone and welcome to a new episode of set lusting bruce your podcast all about bruce springsteen his music and mostly his fans i am your host jesse jackson excited to be talking to a fellow bruce bud i have josh with me today josh introduce yourself hello everyone i'm josh i'm from new jersey which is the lovely home state of the boss um, I've been fortunate enough to dance with Bruce Springsteen on stage in 2016. We will um, have to hear that story. Oh, you 100% will hear that story. And um, I've been following Bruce for about 12 years, I would say. Okay. And, uh, yeah. All right. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, Josh had saw my pitch where I said, hey – I'm going to need some people to join me, and he was nice enough to reach out to me on Twitter and said, hey, I'll tell my story, and so here we are. So I don't know how much you've heard the podcast, but we always like to start at the beginning. So talk about growing up. You said you grew up in Jersey. Uh, what kind of music did your family listen to? Were they musical people? Uh, you know, what was played in the uh, household? So my dad hasn't been to a concert in, I would say, like 20 years. He thinks it's uh, too loud. Yes. And then my mom and I have gone to probably way too many concerts together. And um, we've been to Bruce a bunch of times. Um, she saw Bruce before I was born. Uh, I'm only 24. So um, she got to see, like, you know, Bruce and Billy Joel and Elton John perform together, which I'm always jealous of. And... Um, for my, what was it, 12th birthday or 13th birthday, um, they took me, 14th actually, it was 14th, um, my aunt gave me tickets to see Bruce close out um, Giant Stadium on October 3rd, 2009. Nice. And, uh, that was like the introduction for me to Bruce's music. I never really like gave him a chance before then, I guess. I was trying to do like the, oh, you're too cool. You're in sure. middle school. Like, yeah. Clearly, you know everything about music. You're 14. Well, um, and, and, you know, I, I always like to uh, bring up this that um, Penn Jillette talks a lot about, you know, from Penn and Teller, that he he is glad that his kids don't listen to his music because he said that's the whole purpose of rock and roll. Rock and roll should be rebellion. You shouldn't be listening to what your parents listen to. So um, that makes perfect sense that, you know, no, no, I don't want to listen to that music till you change your mind because the magic happens. 
Um, I've had a good run, Josh, of second generation Springsteen fans. This is you're the second or third one I've had in the past couple of months, so that's kind of nice to hear. Um, now, did your father like music? He just didn't like to hear it live. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He he still likes music. He'll still listen to music. He just doesn't want to go to a concert. He thinks it's too loud. Yeah. And um, yeah. And, you know, you got to go through all that crowd. You got to stand in line to go to the bathroom. I, I hear him. Uh, so uh, if it's not Bruce, I may join your uh, dad in that discussion sometime, depending on how tired I feel. So uh, you talked about finding Bruce. But before that, um, you're growing up, you're hitting junior high, you're hitting high school. What kind of music were you listening to, Josh? Did I lose you? You faded out a little okay. uh, in and out there, yeah. All right, let me try this again. So, yeah, so you are you said you discovered Bruce, but for a while you were, you know, as a junior high, high school student. What, uh, what kind of music did you listen to? I feel like it was, it was so long ago that I don't even really remember. I think I was just listening to, like, Z100 and, like, the typical radio stations. Sure. So, you know, whatever was popular and current was what I was listening mm-hmm. to. Um, I do know that, like, I think I always gravitated towards classic rock music and always found it to be more compelling because there was actually, like, a story to be told there. Yeah, um, sure. Like, you, you have an idea of what's going on and, you know, what the writer was thinking on an album as opposed to just, like, a song about sex or drugs or love Sure. Not that Bruce hasn't talked about those, but... Yeah, he's talked about all of them, but yes, I know exactly what you said. Um, you mentioned, um, and it's very cool, not everyone can give that exact moment where you discovered the magic of Bruce. So, had you... Did they have to kind of push you to go to the concert? Or you were just... You were happy to go to a concert regardless? Like, hey, yeah, I'll go see anybody live. I think I was ready. It was my like first real concert. I went to a concert in like 2001 yeah. for like Aaron Carter, which I don't even want to count as my first concert. <laughs> so I was definitely like ready to go to a first concert. Yes. And uh, yeah, Bruce was playing and you can't say no to a Bruce concert no matter how old you are. Yeah. Um, did you walk in? Did you know any of the songs besides – what had been on the radio? I mean, had you just uh, by osmosis picked up a few songs between your mom and your aunt? So I listened the shows in 2009. He was playing like a full album in each show. Yes. And uh, I was lucky enough to be there for Born in the USA, which I always like gravitated towards anyway, because sure. you always hear Born in the USA as like a child. Yeah. Um, probably from a politician that doesn't actually understand the meaning of the song. Yes. But, um, so I listened to that album, I think like five times and pretty much got every single word locked down. Cause it was like a recital to me more than just a concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eventually that would come in handy <laughs> seven years later, but I didn't know it then. Um, but yeah, I really didn't know what to expect. I was like looking at like the set list, not that that would tell me anything. Um, yeah. but I knew like born to run and all like the classics, but yeah. I didn't really know the curveballs that I was going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've often said, 
Josh, that there's two kinds of people. There's the person who goes to his first Springsteen show and says, wow, that was long. And then there's the other that say, oh, my goodness, I can't wait to see him again. Uh, is it feasible for me to sell everything I own and follow this guy on tour? Um, I take it you were more the second. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Once you got that, did you go back and check out some of the back catalog? I think I did. I feel like it was so long ago I can't sure. really remember. Um, so this would have been I 10, 12 years remember, ago? I like, remember it started like a, a fascination just because it was yeah. such a good show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I don't remember if I like dove right into like tracks. I know for sure I like looked at Born to Run and then The River and probably like the more recent stuff. Um, but I, I definitely didn't like dive into all the songs that are on my wish list of songs I want to hear live. <laughs> yeah. So I always like to preface this, Josh, with um, the amount of times you've seen him live is not a fair. Um, barometer of what kind of fan you are, depending on your age, depending on where you live, depending on the financial status. Uh, you know, you could see him once, you could have seen him. There are people who have seen him hundreds of times. But just for the record, how many times have you seen him perform? So including Broadway and the recent Asbury Park uh, movie premiere that he showed up at, it's been yeah. 12. So Good. it's really like 10 full concerts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm proud of that number. <laughs> yeah, you should. Oh, you got to see uh, Broadway. How did that work out? Well, I'm a huge like Broadway fan. I did theater uh, as a high school kid, so mm-hmm. to me, I like I had to see him on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ironically, the day those tickets went on sale, everything comes back to August 30th, which was the day that I danced on stage with him. Yes. Um, but it was August 30th, 2017, that those tickets for Broadway went on sale. And uh, my mom and I ended up getting two tickets in, like, the balcony. So we got, like, the cheap seats, thankfully. And that mm-hmm. was a surreal experience. Yeah. Um, so um, can you can you put into words what about his music spoke to you? I think um, after the first show, it was just like, wow, that was really fun. And I've never seen anything like that. Um, but unfortunately, three weeks after that first concert, my aunt who gave me the tickets passed away Oh and no. his music became that. Yeah. And his music became the bridge to her and to like keep that idea alive, which I think he very clearly sings about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was almost like a, like in her honor, but also like, I enjoy this. Yeah. Like, two fold punch. Yeah. I, I think I've told you this. I, I know I've told this story in the um, on the podcast before, but uh, there's a singer-songwriter named John Hyatt who is, um, it, if you look at the amount of songs that people have covered of his, you know, he's just a prolific songwriter and has a has had a good career as a solo artist. And um, my wife discovered him. While she was in high school, and we went to high school back in the dark ages. Like I graduated in '77, my wife graduated in '79. Um, you know, one of our best friends, a guy named Rick Lisko, had discovered him. Rick was dating 
one of Linda's best friends. And so we kind of had been John Hyatt fans um, forever. We had seen him multiple times. And then um, Rick died um, unexpectedly. And, um, and for the next few years, I'd ask Linda, hey, John Hyatt's going to be in town. And she'd go, nope, too soon. Nope, too soon. And then um, a couple years ago, she says, hey, it looks like Hyatt's coming into town. He's going to be at the uh, House of Blues. It's acoustical show. I think it's time for us to go. And so we've seen him a couple times since. So I just say that to tell you I, I understand the closeness that that can bring, that, you know, not only – you lost an aunt, but you lost, you know, someone who gave you the gift of knowing what this this amazing musician can provide. You know, that's kind of a double whammy. A hundred percent. I mean, I think that was uh, the message on Broadway came through very strong, too, because it was such an intimate uh, like venue. Yeah. But like and I, I feel like his music, regardless of who he is is just powerful enough and i think music in general has that ability to like transcend that idea that like you know this person was just writing this to make money or they were just writing it because of their situation yeah and you can somehow apply it to your own yeah um and i mean when you have as many songs as bruce does you're gonna find a song that you know strikes with you um but it's it's so much easier when there's that personal connection too yeah do you, uh, did your aunt have a favorite song? That I don't actually know. Um, okay. in, she saw him many, many more times than I did. Yeah. So I, she probably didn't really have one particular favorite. Yeah. Um, the night we were there, uh, October 3rd, 2009, yeah. she was going to, uh, write the set list on like a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And we kind of like made fun of her for it because we were like, there's the Internet now. Like, you don't have to do that. And the guy right next to us was writing out the set list on a piece of paper, which we found so funny. Um, but I can't I can't say for sure what her favorite song was. Well, you know, Josh, if someone doesn't write it down on a piece of paper, it doesn't <laughs> magically show up on the Internet. So that's, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, so she's like, yes, the reason I'm doing this is so that other people will be able to know. Uh, that's nice because I was thinking, how many, how many times have you seen him since she's passed? Uh, it would be all the other eleven times. Okay. So, uh, do you do you think? I, obviously, you think about her, but is there a little bit? Of sadness, or is it a, is it all joy just remembering her? I I think it depends on the song. Yeah, like there are certain moments during a Bruce show where like it'll strike me, or you know it'll strike my mom, and then your mom's like sitting next to you crying, and you're just yeah. like, well, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, or she can probably hear in the other room, and she's probably very mad right now. But that's, uh-huh. okay. that's okay. Um, Tell her that she she can have equal billing and she can show up on the show and share her story one time too. There you go. I'm sure she'd yeah. like that. Actually. Yes. Um, but there are like there are some moments where it's kind of funny. I remember the River Tour. It was uh, like night two at MetLife, and um, Bruce like started to play 
the full river album and yeah. i got like scared and i was like no like i heard this four times this year i'm good let's do something new yeah. and i kind of like looked up to the sky and just said please do something different yeah and then he played spirit in the night and i was like oh that's <laughs> that's a weird weird moment right there yeah that is uh, a little weird yeah yeah and you kind of like just look at each other and you're like oh what just happened there yeah um so it's little moments like that um mm-hmm. we find dimes all over the place after she passed and we had no idea why that was a thing um right before she passed we like had tickets to some jets autograph signing okay and at that we won tickets to a jimmy buffett concert mm-hmm. and it was at the garden and in the city we kept finding dimes all over the place and then we said like what are these and we looked it up online and dimes are supposedly from dead people when you like find them on the ground oh. it's like a very unusual thing and now, like, before every single brew show, we will find a dime, and it's very odd. That is, that's very sweet. Yes. Uh, I, nice... I like that a lot. Yeah, it's a very unusual, but very uh, touching display of randomness that we'll find every now and then. Yeah, because I, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, I don't, I see pennies, but I don't often see a dime. So it it is... That is a little um, unusual and kind of nice to know that, you know, in in a small way that, you know, she's there and reminding you. Um, that's that's very sweet. Um, so, OK, um, talk about Dancing with Bruce. You've got to tell me this story. <laughs> so, um Let's see. How, how do I begin this story? It's a story I've told so many times that every time I go to start telling it, my girlfriend just like turns away and is like, all right, I'm done hearing the story. Yes. Um, it was the River Tour, August. I was actually supposed to go on, on vacation with my girlfriend. She was like, it's boring. Like, don't come. You'll be fine. So I had no work. It was before uh, college started up again and I had nothing to do. And I was like, you know what? Let's just let's take a shot. So. I, uh, I got a ticket and I was, I got there early. My car broke down like the day before the concert. So I had to like take an Uber there. Mm-hmm. I was all by myself. I had no one else with me and I get my number in line and I'm like six, six, two. And they call out six, five, six. And I just like start breaking down crying. I'm like, Oh my God, this is insane. And, um, we, we get into the, stadium and i'm like dead center and i'm losing it a little bit because like this is crazy to me um and i took a logical risk i was like you know what regardless of where i am if i have a sign for sister Susie, i have a chance at getting pulled up on stage it was my 10th cruise show i've never seen a sign for Susie, so like what are the odds that someone else that night has a sign for Susie? so the people that i'm with on stage like by the stage are like going to the bathroom and they look and they go, Josh, we found someone else with a sign for Susie. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like of all nights tonight is the night that someone else does the same calculated risk that I do. Um, so during, throughout the show, like at the end of every song, I'm holding it up and it was a big, um, pink sign. I can send you the photos after this. I got them from Danny clinch, which is also another long story. Oh, I would. I want to hear that too. Yes, I want the yeah. photos, and yes, I want to hear the Danny uh, Finch. That's that's great. So go ahead, keep talking. And um, 
I my sign said I'd be a bit woozy if I got to dance with Sister Susie. So um I, I like I, that. I see what you did there. Little woozy. Yep, that's, I, that's very good. Took me way too many hours to come up with that to not get pulled up on stage. Um <laughs> but after uh like every song I would hold it up and like Susie gave me a nod at one point and I was like, okay, that's promising. And the whole show was amazing. It was it was great. Um, like born to run, I got to strum on the guitar, which was super cool. I was like, you know what? If I don't get to like go up on stage, this was enough. This was yeah, fantastic. Sure. Um, and then Dancing in the Dark comes on, and Bruce is like center stage, and starts walking when he's ready to like pick people out of the crowd, and he looks left, and then he looks right, and he just walks to the center, and he walks right to me, and. I start shaking and I'm shaking now just thinking about it. Sure. And um, he just like, is like, all right, come on up. And I have like no energy at this point. Like I've been at the concert since like 1 PM. I had a bagel. That was it for lunch. And <laughs> so like everyone around me just like throws me up onto the stage and I just hug Bruce because what else do you do when like you get pulled up on stage by Bruce? Absolutely. As one does. Yes. So like I'm talking to him. I'm like, oh, my God, I love you so much. This is amazing. And he says something back to me, which I, of course, have forgotten, unfortunately. Yes. And uh, then I run to Susie and I'm dancing with Susie. She's talking. And then I look out and see like 51,000 people and kind of have like that shell shock. And I'm like, oh, my God, 51,000 people. This is fine. Um, (laughs) So we're dancing and we're still talking. And then I kind of like. The music is like still going on and finally like Susie is like they're waiting for you. So like I had to run back to the middle. We air guitared and all that. Um and then, you know, we sang together, which was like amazing. I can still hear myself on like the album, um, which of course I bought. And after we were done singing, I had a Sharpie in my pocket because like I knew just in case, like, what do you have to lose? You're up on stage. Bruce isn't gonna like deny you in front of fifty one thousand people. And I took the Sharpie out and just kind of like tugged down on my shirt and then Bruce signed the shirt and I gave him another hug because of course I gave him another hug yes. and threw my hands up in the air and went back to my seat and then kind of just stood there for the rest of the concert thinking about what had just happened. <laughs> now, were you the only one brought on stage or did he bring someone up to dance with him? Uh, he brought up a bunch of people. He okay. brought up, I think, like four or five other people. Okay. Um, but the thing I remember most from that night was looking back at my phone, like after I got off stage yeah, and not remember most, but 40 text messages, 40 Facebook messages, everything was going crazy. My mom's friend who we went to a Bruce show with earlier in the year was watching on like Facebook live or I don't know, some other like streaming thing. Periscope. Yeah. Probably Periscope. Yeah. Yeah. That was exactly it. Saw me on stage, texted my mom. So my mom is at home freaking out. She's freaking. My mom's friend is watching on Periscope and freaking out. And then all of these people that were at the concert that I didn't know were at the concert, like family friends, Facebook friends, my mom's friends, my dad's friends were texting my parents going, oh, my God, your son is on stage. So all of these people knew this was going on without anyone else being there. And I had no ride home before the show. After the show, I had plenty of rides home, <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was quite an experience. Do 
can you remember what Susie said to you? Uh, I remember we were dancing and I apologized for being a Jewish white boy that has no rhythm. And she was asking me where I was from. And I was just like, this is the most random question to get while you're on stage in front of 51,000 people. And mm-hmm. we took a selfie, of course, because yeah. how could you not do self? Yeah. Oh, that's good. You'll have to send me that photo, too. Yes. I've said this a couple of times. I, I, there's something about Susie that I just really, really admire. And I would be thrilled to have any of the E Street Band members join me on the podcast. But, you know, if I had my choice, besides Bruce, of course, you'd kind of <laughs> like, can we start with Susie? I just think that would be a lot of fun. So good for you. So you get back down. Are you just on cloud nine the rest of the um, of the rest of the show? A hundred percent. There's very few feelings I think that could ever. Um, I remember like in the car after a few days later, we like framed the shirt that Bruce signed. He touched, of course. Yes. And I remember like just looking like out at the world and I was like, I- I've peaked like this is it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, where do you go from here? (laughs) Which is a question I still ask myself all the time because where do you, like as a fan, what is next? (laughs) Like, yeah, well, there'll be many more excitements, but, um, I have, I have made the joke and I don't know how much I'm joking. Um, several years ago, Brian Wilson from the beach boys was touring in the Jersey area and um, Bruce showed up at the show, and at the encore, he got on stage and played guitar for, like, fun, 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 and sang on a couple of songs. And um, I said, if I had been on that stage, if I had been in that audience, forget watching my son get married, forget <laughs> having grandkids, seeing Bruce Springsteen and Brian Wilson together may have just peaked like okay there can't be anything better in life so i i see your point about i you know i know i have a lot of good things ahead of me but the bar is kind of set now of you know you tell your girlfriend yeah you know our wedding will be okay but i don't know if it'll be (laughs) as good as dancing with Susie. how did you end up getting i've thought about it so many times yeah how did you end up getting the photos uh (laughs) While we were dancing on stage with Bruce, I, I don't know how, but I noticed someone like take a photo behind us and I turned around and it was, oh, it, it took so long to try and like get those photos from him. I was like reaching out to like everyone I possibly could um, to get them. And finally, in like February of 2017, they sent me like the low res copies, which was still the greatest thing that I could have ever gotten. So that's awesome. Um, it was a surreal experience. I, yeah, I saw him, the, um, the movie premiere for blinded by the light. And I like showed him the photo and I was like, do you remember taking this? And he's like, I've taken a lot of photos. No. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, this may have been a highlight to you kid, but to me it was just another show. Right. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, Oh, well, it's a really nice photo, but yeah. that's fine. What did you think of blinded by the light? I thought it was really good. I mean, we were in the theater with Bruce, so, like, I couldn't really think it was bad. Yeah, Um, yeah, and, like, I just kept 
kind of like geeking out about that. Like we're just listening to Bruce's music with Bruce like twenty rows behind us. Now did, and um, at the after yeah. How did you get tickets at the after us? party? Just played a few songs. Yeah. Oh, I I won them in a contest. Okay. I was um, ask. If you haven't noticed by now, I'm I'm, I'm pretty lucky. <laughs> you are pretty lucky. That's nice. Were you suspecting he might show up at the premiere? Or was so, it truly a surprise? I mean, like, I had my hopes, right? Like, it was in Asbury Park. Like, you have to imagine that, like, there's a chance that he shows up. Yeah. But then, like, I was looking at all, like, the rumors on Twitter, and they yeah. were talking about how he's still in Italy. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to school on Long Island uh, at Hofstra. So after school, I commuted from New Jersey to Long Island for, like, a year. Mm-hmm. And every now and then I would, like take a break in between like trains and go to Broadway to like try and see him. So, um, I got to like notice his like personal security all the time. And I think Frank is his name. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but I saw him like just walking around and I was like, Oh, if he's here, Bruce has got to show up. And then like 20 minutes later, Bruce showed up and we were like right on the guardrail, like on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. And Bruce just walked by, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's awesome!" Yeah, uh, and then go ahead. The after party was crazy because, like, there's a stage. So, like, I told my aunt, my aunt, um, this was my aunt's best friend, the one that passed away, who was also like my mom's best friend. Yeah. So my mom was up in Maine at the time, so she couldn't go with me to the movie premiere. So I told my aunt to come with me, and. We got to the after party and we saw the guitar on stage and I was like, Jamie, he's going to play songs. Let's just get to the stage right now and we'll wait. And we were like second row and uh, you can get your bleep ready. Um, My aunt who works in a church, she's, you know, very religious, very, you know, proper, looks at me like when Bruce is doing like his second song and just goes, holy and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I can't believe you just went there. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. That is so uh, funny. Yep. And she just like she looked at me and said it. And I was like, I mean, yeah, you're right. But didn't mm-hmm. expect you to go there. Oh, that's great. Did you get to see Western Stars in the theater? I did. Yep. We saw that. Um, and I thought that was great. I mean, I like the fact that he's exploring different avenues for his music. Absolutely. Uh, like, as someone who can appreciate a Broadway musical, like, I just want all of his stuff to be on Broadway. Yeah. Um, and I think that him taking different avenues, whether it's, like, to get an EGOT or not, I think it might be just for the EGOT, but that's also okay. Like, he deserves it. Um, it's exciting to see someone, like, try so hard to, like, be different consistently. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I mean, his his concerts are like that. Like, you know, you can virtually never go see two Bruce shows that are the same. Um, And I think that, like, he's taken that approach in his music now, which I really enjoy. Good. Did – do you have – I I was waiting for you to tell me, oh, yes, Jesse, I was in the barn. That's how lucky I am. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Yes, me too. So uh, what I loved is – um, on the way home, on the we were leaving that we're watching the movie, and my wife reaches over and says, "You really wish you were one of those people in that barn, don't you?" I go, "Yes, I do. Yes, I do." And so then we st- we stay for the 
um, we stay for the full credits because, you know, there's the little bitty, uh, we went to one of the showings where they told you up front there'd be something, you know, afterwards. I looked and I said, Linda, not only did they get to go to the show, they got their names in the credit. Yeah. <laughs> I am really jealous now. So that's I mean, too funny. Living in New Jersey, there have been like Saturdays in like the spring where I was like, maybe I should just like go to Colt's Neck and see if he's mm-hmm. around and just drive around and see if I can find him on his motorcycle. And then I was like, yeah. you know what? That's a little creepy. We're just yeah, going to stay at home. I, I, yeah, I don't want to be too stalkery. Uh, right. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. wait after a show, but I won't like drive right. an hour to see him. Yes. So is there songs that mean a lot to you? Do you have a yeah, couple person? Talk to me about that. There, there are plenty. Um, <laughs> Wrecking Ball was the first song I ever heard um, by Bruce and – I think that like that song being about giant stadium, but then also like just like the wrecking ball that came into my life three weeks later, Mm -hmm. that song always resonated with me. Um, all of born in the USA, because that was the album that was played that first night. Yeah. Uh, has always like had a special place to me, obviously dancing in the dark because, well, I think everyone knows at this point. Um, badlands also, but for the exact opposite reason of every song I've already mentioned, um, Badlands was not played at the first five Bruce shows I went to. Yeah. Which is just wild to me. <laughs> yeah. Because that, like, happens to no one. And um, my mom and I had a running joke that every show that I went to with her, he would not play. Like, he would skip a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we went to the second night at the Izod Center, and he played one last song than the night before. He didn't play Badlands. We went in um, September of 2012 when he was at MetLife Stadium. And we were there for nights two and three. Um, Living on the Edge of the World is also one of my favorite songs because it was the only time he's ever played it live, which I find to be so cool. Um, and the next night was his like birthday night and he played Badlands and he went for like way longer than he did the night before. So m- my mom just like has a curse on Bruce shows. Um, and then waiting on a sunny day, I've always found really powerful just because of its message. Um, the night, the first Bruce show I saw, there was like a little girl that he like picked out of the audience to sing. And I was like, I need to have a child now so that my kid can do that. And (laughs) (laughs) obviously like a few years later it became me, but, um, I always found that to be cool. And I always loved that, like that song. Um, after my aunt passed away, I used that song as like one of the coping songs just because sure. it's, you know, message of like, just keep on waiting. It'll come eventually. Yeah. Um, and then for a similar reason, uh, reason to believe, cause I always found that song to just be very, very, very powerful. Absolutely. Um, the first seven times I saw him, I had not heard Thunder Road. Wow. And, um, and I just, it, it worked out. It was during the period he wasn't singing it. And, um, then when he started the High Hopes, you know, part of the Wrecking Ball tour when he did High Hopes, uh, on a couple of shows, he did Dream Baby Dream at the end. So he was either ending with Thunder Road or the cover of Dream Baby Dream. And Dream Baby Dream is a song that my family 
we love for a long story that's not worth repeating here, but we it's it's one of our anthems. And um and he I every night he played Thunder Road. He never I never was at a show where he did Dream Baby Dream. <laughs> and I said, you know, I'm not gonna complain that I'm getting Thunder Road. Uh right, so it. yes, but it was just kind of weird. Um and you know, it is it's just kind of interesting. So hopefully he's going to tour in 2020. Uh, what are some songs you haven't heard that you want to hear? Well, actually, before I want to, um, there was one more song. Oh yeah, please that go I, ahead. Like, Tenth Avenue Freeze Out, but yes. not before I saw him on Broadway. I always liked that song because it was like a fun song, but um, on Broadway when he was talking before Tenth Avenue Freeze Out, and he was like one plus one. <sighs> is what you do every day. And then there's some days where one plus one equals three. And I, I don't know what it was that like, maybe it was just the way I was feeling that day, but like that song at that exact moment resonated so hard within me that like at the end of, I think it was 10th Avenue freeze out. And I want to say dancing in the dark is what he played after that on Broadway. I don't exactly remember. Uh, I just like exploded out of my seat and like, just went on like a two minute like standing ovation because it was just so powerful. Yeah. Um, and I think like that's when the Broadway like show really had a chance to shine. Yeah. Uh, um, it was like moments like that. Uh, but in terms of songs I wish I could hear live, Reason to Believe is up there just because it's one of my favorites that I haven't heard. Um, Fire, because I love the live version of that song so much. And I listen to that live version so much but have not heard it live. And um, Without You, Blood Brothers, I really enjoyed that song. I just That song's just fun, and I feel like yeah. that song would be fun live. It, it's on my list, that too. Live that, years, yeah, Monday, go, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I love that, right. too. Just, yeah, I, I would love to hear that. Yeah, you, you and I are both chasing that, and I'm like, there's no way he's ever going to do that, but it would be so much fun to hear that. Without you, right? Yeah, I don't you. know. I don't know why he would pull it out. It's just such a random song. I was yeah. looking at um, Setlist FM mm-hmm. before I uh, I hopped on the call with you. Yeah, and I've seen 119 Brew songs live over my like various shows. Yeah, and I was like, you know, that's like a lot of songs. Like most people, that would be the full catalog of songs they have. Yeah. Um, and I've seen like Billy Joel at the Garden like five or six times, and I think I've only heard like. 28 different songs that he's sung mm-hmm. so like yeah I, I think we forget that a lot as like bruce fans that like we're getting treated so much better than most fans do in terms of like the best fan service possible yeah absolutely now do you have you gone to my boss time i don't i don't okay maybe? all right so um write this down it's my And it is um, a guy named Elko um, does this. It's free to join. Just you, you, you create an account, and he has every show from every tour. And so when you create your account, then you go under tours and you mark the shows you've attended. And then it behind the scene tells you what song you've heard the most. What are your tour premieres? What are the rare songs? Like I was at Pittsburgh 
uh, to start the river tour, and David Bowie had just died, so he did a you know a David Bowie song, um, and that's the only time he ever played it. So that's a rarity for me. That's a rarity. Period. Um, it will tell you what percentage of each album you've heard. Um, wow. It is it is it is so much fun. So yeah, that's 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 your homework. Go yeah, go play go. with that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, that that is great. Those are great choices. I, I'm right there with you. I have my ten or so that are my wish list that I'd love to hear live uh, when we go. Um, all right, before I get to the Mary question, anything else I should have asked you that I haven't asked? Not that I can. Not that I can think of. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, 2020. I'm hopeful. Um, I won a contest to go to Bonnaroo last year in 29. Well, this year in 2019. And um, right after we came back from Bonnaroo, we bought tickets for like the next year. And there were rumors circulating that like Bruce would show up at Bonnaroo next year. <laughs> like the alarms went off in my head that like I just made the greatest purchase possible. So yeah. hopefully that comes through. That would be very cool. Yes. But we'll see. All right. It's, it's a long shot, I think. Yeah, because absolutely. Because it seems like he's going for a late late summer state arena tour, I think. I yeah. Know. Yeah, I think so. Um, all right. So time for the Mary question. Um, Jay Armstrong is an honors English teacher. And every year, his senior class, they have a chapter – that he discusses Thunder Road. They review it as a poem. Um, they l compare it to Robert Frost, The Road Less Traveled. They look at all the different imagery and the words that Bruce uses and, you know, the meaning behind a lot of the phrases he's using. And at the end of the two days, um, he turns to his class and he asks this question, does Mary get in the car? So, sir, Josh, that is your question. Does Mary get in the car? I think she does. Okay. Mainly based on the idea that if Bruce Springsteen tells you to do something, you should probably just do it. Okay. But also based on, I don't know, I like listened to this song again before I hopped on the call with you, and I feel like she does. Yes. I don't, I don't know why. I just have a feeling she does. No, that, that, there's nothing wrong with that. And there there are people that would swear, you know, of course she does, you know. Um, and there's just as many people that, um, you know, are worried, you know, that are convinced she doesn't. Uh, so good answer. Yeah, there, there is no right or wrong answer. Just the right thing to say. Um, this has been great. I, I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you sharing your stories. Um if I see you, uh, you're on Twitter. Do you want to give your Twitter handle if someone wants to reach you? A hundred percent. That is at jringler29. I think you tweeted it out earlier to, uh, today too. I, so. I sure did. Yes. Yep. All right. Good. Uh, hang tight while I take care of a little business. Uh, if you want to join me on the podcast, it's easy. See, look, see how Josh, um, just email me at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. You can reach to me at Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW or at Set Lusting Bruce. We have a Facebook page, Set Lusting Bruce. I appreciate to go like that page. Um, we have a website, www.setlustingbruce.com. From there, you can get all our different episodes. 
You can see uh, links to other websites that uh, do Springsteen bloggers. You have our Set Lusting Bruce store where you can buy a Mary t-shirt. And you have our Patreon page. If you want to kick us a couple of bucks a month, it would certainly be appreciated. Uh, either way, go to iTunes, rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe and give us a rating. Well, Josh, this was great. I hope you had fun. I did. Good. Uh, any final thoughts you want to share? Well, if any of the people listening to this have photos of uh, me dancing on stage, please send them my way because nothing would make me happier than not stalking people to find their photos of me dancing. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I would. Uh, that would be my screensaver, my background screen for for at least thirty years. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Very nice. Well, um, Josh, thank you so much. Um, have a great holiday season. Uh, I appreciate your enthusiasm. I appreciate your passion. And hopefully we can see each other at a show in 2020. Um, thank you. Yes. Listeners, thank you. Keep hope alive. And we will talk to you soon. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listing Bruce. Set Listing Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.